pint of Bermaretti, a rum and coke, and a little coke for the uh, for the little one, please. Thanks. Wow. Wow. It was that good. was better than last week. Honestly. I thought that. Have you... You've really outdone yourself I, I genuinely don't know how I do it. That was incredible. I Did you write that yourself? My own genius astounds me. You wrote that yourself, didn't you? I did, you? yeah. On, I, uh, we are in the presence of, of great, great talent. That was incredible. <laughs> and the sound quality from that phone. Brilliant, isn't wow, it? Wow, I, I, I thought I was, you know... What, one day I'll lug my piano down here. That, that would be nice. I'll play a sonata that would for everyone. Look quite nice as well. Just over the background of the whole thing, like a little jazzy, Ooh, like in a like in a jazz lounge. That would, that would be quite, nice. I mean, I nice. can just hit whatever keys I want, really. If it's like a free jazz lounge, and then you can just press whatever you want. I do like jazz. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 Um, good to be back. Just, just before we get going, mm -hmm. I'd like to update everyone on last week. Oh, the, the you have, you have first, to listen. The first class versus second class post. Right. Okay. So, so, Let's hear so, it. So, so originally, mail was sorted by hand. Mm -hmm. So it was a case of the more mail you got, you just increase the workforce to get through it. And it was, I think if I recall, for in the morning, no, in the evening it was collected for out and then sorted for outbound. And in the morning it was sorted for inbound and then delivered. But then in the 60s, when they introduced mail sorting machines, that's when second class post was introduced because then they had the priority sorting of first class. So once they've sorted all of first class, then they start sorting second class, which is why you can sometimes no post things way. second class and it turns up the next day because if there's not a lot of mail to sort... It jumps straight to a, it. Yeah, exactly. So it's a case Brilliant. of... They, they could sort everything first the night prior mm -hmm. and then the second class stuff gets sorted that the morning. day, the morning, yeah, and that's how it works. I do you know what? I feel oh. so much better for that. <laughs> for anyone listening to this and not watching this, Joe's no. managed to just kick the table no, and knock I drinks all over I us all. It. Got a tea towel. Yep, clean it up. It's a good job it didn't. You know, there's not any um, electrical equipment around, like microphones and wires and yeah, lights and computers. And the concerning ca and thing is, Joe's the one out of the three of us that doesn't drink. Oh, and yeah. he's the one that spilt the drink. I'm just more concerned that my beer's not in my glass anymore. It's not It's not an authentic pub without some dickhead somewhere fair, spilling a it drink. It is nice to have a, now a beer-stained carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel really great about that. I think, hang on, we're all a bit out of touch. We haven't been in a pub for a while, but we missed something there. <laughs> right, wonderful. Thanks very much for cleaning that up, mate. Um... There's a bit of a faff sat here watching you clean. Sorry that it took me so long, but I get paid by the hour, so oh, I thought so I'd milk it. You <laughs> dragged it out. No, not a problem. I was, um, for, for those that can't see the, the date of when this has been submitted, the, the pubs in England reopened yesterday, um, hence why I'm rather hungover at the moment. Hair of the dog and all that. Um, and someone did drop a glass in the, the pub beer garden and the monumental way that jeered across the beer garden sent shivers down my spine it was incredible it was a moment that i've been looking forward to for a very incredibly long time and it was wonderful it's the moment where you give up on life surely if you're the first person in that beer garden to drop was glass. it was it staff or was it a customer no no it was a customer because there's a there's a guy there's a member of staff at spoons 
local spoons here and he throws glasses behind his back and stuff when oh, he's yeah. preparing a drink and he did it once and it travelled across the bar it wasn't like he tried to throw it up he'd done it for ages I was like this is really cool he was like yeah it is isn't it and I went whoomph and it flew across the bar and you just heard it shatter and oh, the, no. the, the other girl behind the bar was like that's what you get for showing off I was like I thought it was pretty cool yeah. so you know if you're new here I'm Dan I'm um God, this hangover is really bad. Oh, Tom. I'm Tom. (laughs) And I'm Giuseppe. Me and Joe Brothers. Tom's our mate. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. Something I I would just quickly like to say Mm -hmm. for all the listeners is that um, obviously these go out a week after they recorded, but yesterday Ramadan started. So uh, Ramadan Mubarak to all the Islamic listeners. And yeah, I'm just wanting to... That was really, really culturally aware. I I try. Well done. And... um, Happy Hanukkah, I think. <laughs> well, that's just made what I Someone will listen to it so very point. disingenuous. But I did mean it. I did uh, Ramadan Mubarak to all the Muslim listeners. I think we've got like two. But, you know, they can come back on these Represent. episodes once they... Once we, once we build a following, they can come back on these episodes and go, he's a nice guy. Thanks for that, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> the silence following yeah. that. Speaking of current affairs, has, has anyone got any news for us this week? I'm having a current affair. My wife doesn't know about it. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but my, my two girlfriends have found out about each other. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. And they both think they're the only one. Right. They certainly don't know. Married. What's the solution? Free the country. And do you know what? I'm going to approach all of them about a polyamorous relationship and see how that goes. Okay. I, think, I think polygamy is the way forward. If Joe's not here next week, guys, we know, we know how why. it's gone. Yeah. Which one do we contact first? Trust me, none of them. No. <laughs> Solution fixed. Invite them all to the funeral. Get them Solution all. Solution fixed. Get, get, I messed uh, that up. <laughs> invite them all to the funeral and get them all in the same limo together. And let and, them figure it out themselves. Them chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, so how do you know Joe? And well, I'm uh, I'm Joe's wife, and everyone will go what. <laughs> You're Joe's wife. Nice to meet you. I've just spoken to Joe's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean, girlfriend? Because he said he had a girlfriend over we've, there. We've been married for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Now, on our previous podcast, we did have uh, a number of segments that we'd like to um, continually reoccur if we can. Um, Maybe touch on some news if everyone's bothered to read the news, which we don't because, I mean, who reads news? I read the news. What have you got then? Um, I, I only have two things. Okay. Only one of them is, is, you know, only one of them you would you two would deem suitable to bring up, but it's the the passing of Prince Philip, I would, I would say. Of course. Oh, yeah. Now, did you see that the BBC received a world record yeah, amount a record of complaints, of complaints yeah. because there was too much Prince Philip coverage and they and he, um, scrubbed their favourite shows like Gogglebox yeah. and Masterchef off the prime time One telly. day, do you know what I mean? One day of not having Gogglebox. Yeah. I mean, Gogglebox was ch- his channel four anyway, so it wasn't well, BBC. No, they did it right across all of them. Oh, right. Most, yeah, most, yeah. Yeah. It, most they, stations. But to be fair, it's actually part of uh, the process. It's royal, There's, royal proceedings, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you yeah. have to uh, suspend comedy broadcasting. But what was absolutely brilliant about that is that Channel 5 just didn't have a care in the world and continued to play Couples Come Down With Me. Channel 5 is, is Channel 5 there. <laughs> Channel 5 is a, a law unto itself, really. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I know that, speaking of royal proceedings, I know that when Her Majesty passes, it's two weeks. 12 days. 12 days a morning. 
we'll round up, mate. Come on. Plus give, or minus 10%. Yeah. Can... Oh, 13.2 days. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Shops actually shut for a day when the Queen dies. Do they? They do. Free bank. What, everything has to shut for a day. What if you haven't done your big shop? Well, what, what if you haven't had a chance to go to Sainsbury's? For my... Uh, for There'll my be a pizza sweet, shop sour, sweet, sweet ready sour meal. chicken ready meal that you can't eat with your fork because there isn't any. I'd like you to know, we don't, we, don't, we don't live day by day in this house. We don't just buy food <laughs> for the next day. We don't just go, uh, we don't forget to go to the shop and go, oh my God, we're going to starve. We've got nothing to eat. But you might be due a big shop. You might be due, you know, some people live way you, to way. It, it's you know? like in the middle of the 12 days. You you you'll be fine. Oh, don't, so you get warning. Worry. Yeah. Okay. There's been a few days That's of warning before the shops have to shut. Anyway, another uh, area that we want to try and keep covering every week is the is it just me that wonders? And as I said to you last week, and, and yes, as it we, is. Yeah, swiftly established last week, it was just me that wondered. But I, I think I've brought some uh, some Gucci little topics to the table okay. this week. So I'm just going to um, scroll through my phone here, and and you can uh, cut this out in, in post. Um, Here's now, a joke about video and sound editors, guys. Video and sound editors are so. Fu- my um, is it just me that wonders? Um, I come from a family of of twins. There are lots of twins Wonderous. running my family. Um, they they also jog and sprint as well. Um, no one got that joke. Never mind. What's the? I don't, <laughs> explain, please. The twins running my family. Ah. <laughs> oh well, we'll cut that out as well. Um, <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> So, my question is, if identical twin brothers married identical twin sisters, would their children be identical? I, there's a, there's a, there's a, probably not. I think. But it's, it's, it's the same genes. Yeah, but it's like one in, well, I don't think they all wear the same genes. No, Levi, quite, they're quite the quality. <laughs> no, but um, it's like a one in, I don't know, the percentage, it's like 250,000, 500,000 chance of having them. But, but what I'm saying, though, it, it's like, you've got, you've got, you know, twin brothers and twin sisters and brother A meets sister A and brother B meets sister B and they have children will will their children look the same yeah but they'll only get half of each parent's genes at that point but half of each parent's genes is the same they'd be getting the same half oh, because there's, there's slight differences the it's it's i don't think it's based on genes it's based on like mutation isn't it because it's based on identical twins is mm. when twins the, are te- the, yeah, the embryo starts to develop and then it splits into two it's not like an embryo develops and goes I am going to become twins. I'm going to become triplets. It splits. And there's a certain, it's a certain point in the developmental stage when the embryo splits and that's what makes them identical or just makes them twins and born at the same time. No way. If we start the research now around the time of our one year anniversary of the show, we can give the listeners the results. <laughs> Nine months down the line. Yeah. Just the twins. Because yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got a sister, right? No. Not yet. Don't yeah. worry about it, mate. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> please, no. He's, he's out for vengeance today, oh, Joe. Oh, please. Yeah, but Absolutely it's, not. it's a thing, and it's a percentage chance. I don't think it's... Okay, because because twins are, be, are mutants, basically. Yeah. That can go in the title. Like X-Men. Mutant twins. Mutant twins, yeah. Beautiful. So I thought we'd play a game, guys, Ooh. this week. Oh, Tom right. started it's with a game last week. Dan's turn. Yeah. I am. Ooh, jigsaw 2. Yeah. But don't worry, you you will know all of the rules. They should make a film before I get the answers off you this time because 
I'm nice like that. That's very kind of you. What 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 sick sick idiot would sick not play the rules until afterwards? That, yeah. Exactly, and yeah. leave us high and dry. Mm-hmm. Sort of ex police officer vibes, that isn't it? We're it is. It is. The rules yeah. first. Sick and twisted. So I'm assuming because we've all been through a. Uh, the British schooling system. We played the game Snog, Marry and Avoid at some point. Dragged through it, yeah. Dragged through it. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. dragged through Snog, Marry Avoid? Through the British school system. Oh, right, so. Yeah, that as well. I was going to say, <laughs> everyone just avoided I think we're going to get you. dragged through this game too. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd play a version of that, but because we're all grown up, I've, I've tweaked just. it slightly. I've, I've changed the rules. We're going to, instead of Snog, Marry Avoid, we're still going to avoid someone, mm-hmm. but then we're also going to pick one person that we'd go down to the pub and have a pint with. Yeah. And one person would flat share with. Oh, how mature. How mid-twenties. I know. I know. God, we're all so old. Can one of these not be ha- start a mortgage with? I don't like flat shares. Oh, I've in the table again. I mean, mortgage is quite a... Uh, it's quite, it's quite a long-term term commitment. commitment. Yeah. yeah. Flat shares month by month basis, which means you can still back out at some point. But oh, fairly easily. Okay, go on. Give us your give so us your peoples. I've got three people here for you. And while you're having a ponder, I'll talk you through my reasoning of who I'd have chosen. So the three people I've got are Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. Jordan Belfort, who the mm. Wolf of Wall Street was based on, and uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, that's a good shout. So while you're thinking, I'll, I'll give you mine. I, I, I would avoid Johnny Depp now, not necessarily because I would always avoid him but out of the three i think he's the person that would probably be the the strangest um night out with or or flat share with i think i'd go on a night out with jordan belford because he's gonna float your tab all night and seems like a good guy however so Leonardo DiCaprio then yeah but i wouldn't trust jordan belford to share a flat with Mm, seeing the things he's done just would not trust him whatsoever and then a flat share with Leonardo DiCaprio because It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Can you, imagine, can you imagine saying, oh, we'll go back to mine for a few drinks, but I'm really sorry. My flatmate's there. there. Leonardo DiCaprio is on a bit of a weird one at the moment. He's method acting. He's getting into this role. It's just... Well, I would I, I would also avoid Johnny Depp. Um, a very interesting character who, you know, if I had the pleasure to meet, I would give him a, a firm handshake. A thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I think we're worlds apart. We just wouldn't get on at all you know i don't think it would be a well you'd be forced to arrest him well not anymore feels like a really awkward interaction like i just feel like i would be so uncomfortable yeah a little and, and he's very different to his characters and people yeah. like to imagine him has you know pirates of the caribbean kind of role or, or his other roles and and he's not like that in real life he does seem a bit reclusive yes absolutely um and i, I think i mean I think I would also go very similar to you. I would have a night out with Jordan Belford um, because if it's anything like The Wolf of Wall Street, then it's a good night out. I mean, if any opportunities to throw a midget a Velcro dartboard, I'm in. I'm absolutely game. Guys, we're going to go for an after party. Um, I pull my yacht up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Am I? Like- yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got a yacht. Nice. How big is it? It's like it's like the size of twelve yachts. Yeah. I was going to bust yeah. a hotel room, but it's I've got more room It's actually a boat. Yeah, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a cruise ship, and he's got, yeah, I've put my yeah. yacht up, guys. It yeah. has two helicopters and a water slide on it. drifted it into port. Yeah. <laughs> drifted it into port. And I think, and I think it'd, be, you know, it'd be a kind of party where you would, you would, you'd go on a night out and then go to an after party, and then it would continue into the next day, and it would just be a kind of a, a week-long binge. It'd be like the credit scene from The Hangover, where you have all the pictures, yeah. you look at them once, and you delete them, mm. you never talk about what's happened yeah. ever again. But I couldn't live with him. And yes, I would also live with Leonardo DiCaprio. One, he's one of my favourite actors. Absolutely love his stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And what an interesting guy. Like, yeah. even like outside of the amazing films he does. You could also bully him. Wow. How come you've only won one Oscar? Yeah, that would be quite funny. He seems like a genuinely like sound guy yeah. as well. I think if anyone's going to be saving the planet with his, um, his, his talks about, you know, global warming and, and, and fundraising to aid the, the Earth's recovery, it's, it's going to be him or uh, David Attenborough. So, right. Okay. So I, I'm going to take what you two have said and I'm going to apply what you've said, like some of the points you've said to, to my reasoning. So I'd avoid Johnny Depp. I'd rather not avoid him, but based on the other two, I'd I'd just I'd avoid him. But like like you said, I think he'd be a very interesting character to meet. Um, and I've heard that he's a, a particularly nice person. He's very generous and stuff like this. But there's no option to not avoid him hmm. based on what my other chances are. I would flat share with Jordan Belfort, right? And the reason is right. So you were talking about an after party, his yacht and stuff like this, right? If you live with him. Do that all the time. <laughs> and imagine the size of a flat. Yeah, exactly. Two, imagine he would be able to give you so much financial advice. Yeah. You would never struggle for money again. Mm -hmm. And that'd just be awesome. And Leonardo, and based on the whole thing of if you lived with Leonardo DiCaprio, imagine the people that you bring back to your flat. Jordan Belfort and Leonardo DiCaprio know each other anyway. So a byproduct yeah. of, by of living with Jordan Belfort is that Leonardo DiCaprio comes around and then all of his buddies come around. Easy money. And then I'd go for a party with Leonardo DiCaprio because I think that'd be a real cool night out. And I think based on the whole, he'd probably split your tab as well. But the Jordan Belfort thing mainly because parties on his yacht all the time. She live with him uh, and he'd tell you how to make loads of money. My only concern would be you don't know when some the FBI are going to come around and raid your flat. Oh, it adds a bit of spice to life, oh, doesn't it? The FBI, oh, well, come and, be, the FBI will come and raid my flat regardless of if I live with Jordan Belford or not. Well, yeah, and last week you did admit to solvent abuse, so I think they're on I the way. I didn't admit to solvent abuse. Right? I'd like to clear up, that was a joke. <laughs> Joe's okay. trying to get away from that as quickly as possible. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a joke. It was a bit of light-hearted humour. So bringing us back to a topic from last week, mm -hmm. um, which I feel... Tom didn't do much justice with last week and we need to bring this back a bit Whoa. with facts that I genuinely was today years old when I found out. Okay, brilliant. First one. You know how there's always a smell when it rains? Yes. Do you know it actually has a name? I was today years old what, when I found the, out the, it the has a name. The smell of rain hitting a nice, crisp summer's day. Yep. It's called petrichor. Petrichor. It is. It comes from an oil plants extrude that dries on the ground and when it rains the oil combines and it creates bacteria that is what gives you that smell so, so it's a genuine smell so and it actually has a name we're smelling grass residue it's bacteria it I'm is i'm never going outside again not that i do particularly often anyway yeah but i'm certainly never doing it when it's raining <laughs> you do like your computer can't come into work today sorry There's bacteria, bacteria everywhere that's very interesting i know i like that i love that smell so now that they know what it is can they bottle it and sell it That'd be quite cool, actually. I'd, yeah. I wouldn't mind, you know, a room centres. I mean, be Yankee, if, Yankee candle. Be rubbish if you had hay fever. It'd be like yeah. um, <laughs> it's like cowpaw flavoured sweets, isn't it? Because cowpaw yes, tastes really exactly. nice. Do you remember cow. that amoxicillin used to have a yellow banana flavour? Yes. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A white, like a thick yeah. white. Cream. I, I, used to, I used to pretend I was ill just to have that. <laughs> this <laughs> is, it. It's actually quite cool. So you know how banana flavoured stuff never tastes like a banana. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? This is a cool fact. So, it's because bananas were... That was a really nice transition as well, well guys. Yeah. Well done, well done. They are a genetically modified food. 
over the past however many years, 100, 200, 300 okay. years, right? So the, the banana flavor that you taste in sweets and stuff is what bananas used to taste like no way. years and years and years and years ago prior to being after this huge chain of genetically modified foods. And the bananas that we eat today don't taste anything like that because they've been genetically modified. So those modified. little banana foams that you get. That's, no, that's a true banana. I'm, no, I'm talking about, like, like you said, the banana flavored um, medicine, for yeah. example. It doesn't taste like bananas. It tastes like what bananas used to taste like before they were. Is it GMEs? That, yeah, yeah, but that, that's what I mean. So, well, like, GMEs uh, game stuff. A, a, a Mackey's banana milkshake tastes more like banana than banana. Yeah. Maybe so they need to basic... stop like stickers on bananas that says new and improved recipe, new and don't improved they? Recipe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is years and years and years. Oh, GMO, that's the word. GMO, is it yes. GMO? I don't know. I'm just agreeing with you. I'd like say you know GMF, talking about. Gen- genetically modified food. No, there's a food, proper term sure. for it. No, I can't remember it. Genetically modified fruits. I was genuinely today years old when I found that out as well, though, Joe. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think that was I a really nice addition. Really interesting, interesting film. Um, one that I was, and I, I really do hope it is. It is just isn't just me on this one because. I, my mind was blown a little bit with this. Tee it up and then I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Why are planes white? Because that's the colour they get painted. I would assume. Why do they paint it that I colour? would assume it is to reflect light. Mm, okay. Joe? Um, I feel like it isn't anything to do with reflecting light. I feel it's more to do with... I don't actually know. Uh, well, you get planes that aren't white. Well, you do, but are you generally, talking like they start off as white, though, don't speaking, they? And the artwork goes on them. Planes are white, and they have a bit of a design on the tail. And Is a it logo. something to do with the aerodynamics? I don't it's know. It's not okay. I don't know. Um, now, planes are white because light paint is literally lighter than dark paint. Ah, you know why? Okay. So it's a... because. Light paint has less pigments in it. I was going to say there's less stuff mixed into now, it. Yeah. Um, well, I did a bit of research into this and discovered that by painting a plane white rather than red or blue or whatever, um, it actually reduces the weight of the plane by about eight passengers. Good lord. Which is a lot. That, that's a lot over the year. That's now, speaking of that... Average weight of people is 75, 80 kilos. Airlines do so many cost-cutting exercises. That's... Like There was an airline that... Uh, changed the GSM of the paper for their menus and the booklet. Yes. So it was thinner paper, so it was lighter. Yeah. And on average, it saved them I've something like 250000 It was United Airlines in 2018. They switched to lighter paper in the magazines, like you said. Um, and it cut one ounce from every magazine, which across the whole plane saved them about £11 per flight. Over their year, over their fleet, over an entire year, it decreased 170,000 gallons of fuel, which equated to $290,000 in fuel cost just for changing the paper that they use. That's crazy. It's crazy, isn't that's it? Actually, that, that's actually very... And, and very then you crazy. also might think, well, then why paint planes if it's going to cost? Why not just leave them as the sheet metal? And it would cost them more to clean the plane after every single flight yeah. to stop it from rusting yeah, yeah, yeah. than it would to just, to just paint, paint it, it in the first place. That's actually so I was today years old when I learned that, and that I hope was, you were too. Yeah, that, that was certainly really was. Cool. Beautiful. It certainly was. Finally, something that I didn't actually know. <laughs> I was today years old when I found this out, and while it, it, it just surprised me because it, you'd think it would be the other way around, but statistically, you are less likely to cut yourself with a sharp knife than you are a blunter knife. And it's because a sharp knife requires less work to cut through 
say, a piece of no, fruit than a blunt knife sense. was. So you slide through quickly as opposed to the sawing action, which means you could slip and... Exactly. Moral of the story is... Sharpen your knives. Sharpen your knives, people. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay's been banging on about it for years. So you're, gonna, and... so you're more likely to cut yourself buttering your toast than you are slicing a, a chicken fillet? No, I think it's more cutting stuff with a blunter knife than a sharper knife. You're, you're not, not going to be putting butter on your toast and then suddenly slips and you go all the oh, way up, oh, all the way up oh, your arm. Depends what kind of knife you use butter to butter everywhere your bread. Is it blood? Is it butter? I can't even clean the wound because every time I try my hand slips it's off. It's greasy. Because I was argue if you try and butter your bread with a steak knife, you're probably more likely to cut your hands than you are if you use a Well, you'll ruin your toasty loaf as well. You put big yeah. holes in it. You know, like you're <laughs> using... I reckon, you're, I reckon, I'll, I'll treat myself. I'll use Lurpak. It's rock hard. I reckon I could, Tearing holes. I reckon I could butter my, butter my toast with a steak knife. I probably could, but if there's one thing that ruins my day, it is, you know, making your toast of a morning and that was you just get distracted. Hole in it. Get distracted for one second, you look away, you look back, and you, you've managed to turn your entire piece into breadcrumbs that are now going to be used to breadcrumbs. And bread the knife chicken. is permanently fixed. <laughs> like. yeah. People don't realise how much making toast is a piece of art. Like oh, getting yeah. the timing right on the toaster for a start, because if you leave a toaster to pop the bread out, it's done too much. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to find the right time to bring it out for a start. Then you've got to get the butter right as well. S speaking of the numbers on a toaster. Oh, well, I think... I, I think S go on. No, you say your facts that we actually all know. S speaking, what do they stand for? It's it's not level of toastiness. It's minutes. minutes. No, it's not minutes. It, it what? is not what? minutes. It isn't minutes. I thought it was the amount of minutes it Most represent. toasters are not manufactured to a price point where they have timing chips in them to count minutes. Most toasters do not. But next count time it doesn't have a chip in it. Yeah, but that's different. But toasters do not count in minutes. There's a brilliant video. I don't know what I'm saying, but well, it's, I find it very interesting. There's a video by Tom Scott who does all these like. Um, Shout out to Tom Scott. Yeah, he's brilliant. His YouTube channel is amazing. He just does. He does like things you didn't know, amazing places, and he puts four toasters next to each other, sets them all to I think two or yeah. four. Same, the same and, number, yeah. And none of them pop up. At, four minutes or two minutes whatever he does so it's increased amount of time between each number but it's not necessarily a specific minute no 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 like he has four toasters all set to the same number and they all pop up at different times one of them pops up after like 30 seconds well that's one. what i mean so four would pop up after one but it's not necessarily yeah, it's not minutes. four minutes it is, it's not level of toastiness either it is just a description of <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> it's part of the metric system yeah. <laughs> level of toastiness yeah exactly oh it was all but, yeah. it was a difficult when we changed to imperial yeah <laughs> some some do have timing chips in them there's okay. one toaster in the video that i think pops up at one minute 59 okay. which so is what right is it tell us what it is i don't know what it is but there isn't I'm, an answer but I just know. This is like this is know. the post office saga all over again. We need Probably to I'll research it. Dad, you dad used to kitchen. I will. Work. I will. I'll have. I'll have a word. I have. I have one interesting fact as well. Which, okay. Which I, I discussed with Dan earlier, and he was like, "Oh, that's boring." I think it's really interesting. I might find it interesting. The the Great British plug design. That's boring. Is the most useful and the best design of the plug in the world. Are you going to tell us why? Or Exa this, I will tell you why. This is just a very, very I will tell you why. strong so it's, statement. It's the combination of the plug and the socket that they go into, right? So, okay. if you look at American plugs, they're metal prongs, the, the right? two prongs. Yeah. yeah. And they're all metal, which mm -hmm. means as soon as you touch it into an outlet, mm -hmm. you have a sig uh, an electrical current going through that. If you get a fork, you can jam it into those uh, metal parts and electrocute yourself. Now, the Great British plug... Whatever, whatever floats your boat. 
but what I'm saying, it, like, it's like a kid. A kid could do it yeah. very easily. Because it's exposed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Great British plug design. The Great British plug. Instead. <laughs> Welcome back to the Great British plug. It's, it's not just the British plug, it's the Great British plug. The Great British plug instead has um, insulation tape around all three prongs. Yeah. So that at the point it's in the outlet and receiving signal, or most plugs, some people don't design them, but they, should, they certainly should. Um, we don't get them on the earthing pin because that's not got any uh, any electricity going through it. That's the top pin. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. But the bottom pins, you saw which, you saw my... which have a... <laughs> da- Dan and I's just kind of blatantly confused look of, so, oh, there's an earth pin? <laughs> so, so that's the pin at the top. So there's no electrical current that goes through that. Yeah. The only electrical current goes through the bottom two pins, which is live and neutral. Mm-hmm. And... Once they're into the outlet at the point where they are receiving electricity, the black insulation tape starts. So there's literally no way you can jam a metal object into those plugs to receive an electric shock. Safety. Precisely. And then the and then most extension leads as well, and and on outlets, but you can't see it because um, obviously I can't just go, oh, here's an outlet. Shut um, it off. But can't <laughs> get a screwdriver. Hang on, cut. We'll come back. A <laughs> <laughs> load of plaster attached to it. But you'll notice on certainly most extension leads when you that you can't see the the bottom pins. They're covered by white. Well, a piece of plastic. Oh yeah, there's like a, a little yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. And it's so that they only open once that earthing pin goes in. That's why That's the top why pin's longer. longer. No. That, that pushes in, wow. opens the bottom two, and then the current can go through the metal points of the plug because it stops you from being able to jam things morning, in. Some morning. some don't have it, and they're not designed. Incredible amount of engineering. Yeah. It's so ingenious. Wait I mean, until, it's, wait until it's I explain. It's only 50,000 volts. Wait, yeah. like, why would you bother? <laughs> wait until I explain how to wire a plug and that'll tell you even more why well, a British plug is genius. Well, we will bring that on for next week. For um, someone that never wants kids, you're so dad-like in the things yeah, you know. Yeah, it's nice, that. Uh, well, I, w- I would like to end it on just one very last interesting fact. And uh, last week I, I I mentioned a number of phrases that we continuously use on a weekly basis yes. and it was kind of the origin behind them. My uh, phrase today... Like the, like the wheel of cheese one. Well, yeah, the wheel of cheese. Yeah, that really... It's never going to be a slice. Yeah, never going to be a slice. But anyway, um, <laughs> do you know where the phrase we'll play it by here comes from? Play it by here or play it by ear? Well, you see, as a kid... I always thought it was play it by here. And it was actually probably only about three or four years ago that I realised it wasn't play it by here, it was play it by ear. Yeah. Um, which then instigated a thought of, well, why is it play it by ear? Where does that come from? And it actually derives from um, music, of, of writing and playing music on sheets. So, you, you know, we're not going to play it by sheet, we're going to play it by ear. Okay. And okay. that's where that all yeah. comes from. So on the spot. Yeah, exactly. We'll no just way. play it by we'll play it by ear. We'll see what happens. That's quite cool. Yeah, so I cool. cool. thought you'd like that one, and especially that's... after that musical masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The start. <laughs> that's where free jazz came from, guys. Well, especially the jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. Both episodes now have been concerned about Thomas though. Why? You spent the majority of your living life thinking it was play it by well, I did, yeah, probably until the age of at least eighteen, nineteen. That's really concerning. It's a thought, lot of life. I thought you said three or four years ago. Right. That's actually five or six years ago. Oh, right. I do apologise. My maths was um, incredibly incorrect. Trying to make yourself sound... Carol Vorderman over Trying it. to make yourself sound younger no, than you are. Absolutely oh, not. I've not the table again. You're getting good oh, at that. Great. Yeah, it's, the legs are in different places than they were last week, right? Uh, oh, maybe oh, your sure. legs are in different places. They're not. They're not. It's the table legs. Don't blame me. Maybe you've had a growth spurt. Oh, more, more one leg has just got <laughs> mightily longer over <laughs> the, the elephant I thought man. I was walking with a limp. You were in shoes with a big sole in it. <laughs> Well, thank you once again for joining us, yeah, guys. Yeah, that was the last I hope you've enjoyed spell. It. That was, wasn't it? It was. 
I think we need to finish our drinks. We do. We well, we'll, do. You two need to finish we'll yours. I'm not finishing mine. Sup up. Thank you ever so much, everyone, for listening, of course. What I would say as well is if you've got any interesting facts mm. or I was today years old when I found out mm. or a whole new segment that you want us to try, please introduce send it. Send them over we to us. Feel free to happy, send them over. More than happy to take on board your suggestions. Absolutely. Um, or, yeah, write them in. Voice note them, whatever you want, and we can um, write them in. We'll get a PO box. We'll set up a PO box. And you can send uh, us your letters. Or you can just send me money in an envelope. That's fine as well. Or yeah, Um, and what postage? We do accept bribes. First or second postage? Well, based off what Joe's told us, just send it second class, save yourself some money. It's going to turn up at the same time. No. And we now know why. If it's not busy, only if it's not busy. But it's not busy. We're not at Christmas time. We're not at Easter. We're not at any time yeah, where people are going to send cards. They're the only cards. two times when it's busy at Royal Mail. I would argue statistically Valentine's Day and Christmas are the only times a year where you'd probably want to send stuff first class. Do you get lots of Valentine's Day cards? Loads. Yeah. It hurts my wrist writing them all out, though. That's the issue. Oh, you send them as well? I s- to myself. Oh, that's nice. I address them to oh, myself. Oh, that was the joke. That's where it the was. inflated ego comes from. Hang on, yeah. tell, the jo- tell the joke again. <laughs> Just tell it again, please. So ask, ask, him, if he, ask him if he gets lots of Valentine's Day. So do you want me to start with the statistical thing? No, no, no. I think we should keep this whole segment where I'm asking you to retell the joke. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you get a lot of Valentine's Day cards? Well, I, yeah. I've got a few. It hurts my wrist still writing them all out. <laughs> Because you send them to yourself. That is a good <laughs> that was, joke. Oh, that was... That is a How good, witty of you, Joe. That was a good joke, wasn't Brilliant. it? Brilliant. Wow. And on that... Well, as I don't want to kind of steal the tagline from Top Gear, but on that bombshell, I think we'll have to end it there. Thanks, guys. Thanks very Thanks much. Yeah. Thanks. Take care. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. I'll hit me, me stand.